Hey friend, do you have ADHD? Maybe, maybe not. It really doesn't matter because either way, you're so welcome here. Whether it's you or someone you live with that has the squirrely brain, I'm here to help. On this show, we'll be sharing perspective shifts and hacks and systems and routines that all work for people of all ages with neurodivergent brains. I spent the last almost decade working with students as a special education teacher and navigating my own ADHD. Whether you want someone to hold space for you or you want the tactical, tangible strategies, you're in the right place. I'm going to help you learn to let it be easy, work with your unique strengths, and move from scattered to simplified. And we're doing it all with positive perspective, self-compassion, and a whole lot of God's grace. Let's do this. Guys, I've recorded my story like four times because I'm like, oh, I left this out or, oh, I don't really like the way that this part went, whatever. I'm leaving the story that I am going to tell you in the next section because I feel like it hit on a lot of things, but I feel like I kind of left out a huge major piece, which is what was the catalyst for me, like really learning how to figure my stuff out without medication. So Later, you'll hear in my story that after my diagnosis, I was on and off Adderall, mostly on for a few years until the spring of 2019 when I became pregnant. And during that time, my husband also was dealing with a neck injury and he was getting surgery, recovering from surgery. So he had been injured since January in April, he finally got surgery, and a couple days after he was out of the hospital is when we found out we were pregnant, and then um, obviously I had a pregnancy and then a newborn baby and all the things that typically come after you find out you're pregnant, um, and his neck did not heal the way that it was supposed to, and I think the reason why I didn't bring this up at first is just because it's a really hard part of our story that we're still working through, but because he was so, so injured for so long, he couldn't do really anything around the house. Like, and it's still, I kind of don't even want him to listen to this episode because I don't want him to like relive this. But like literally right after we had our baby, I didn't even want to ask him to fill up my water cup when I was like nap trapped with a breastfeeding baby on top of me and like dying from pain because my whole body just got torn apart. Like, because he would literally tremble in pain. So during my pregnancy, I was working full time and managing our entire house all without medication. And I had to figure out how to do it. Like there just, there wasn't any other choice. He couldn't do it. He couldn't do any of it. We didn't have money to delegate any of it. We have a little bit of family around, but they all have a lot of their own things going on. And so some of them would come and help here and there, but no one was helping us on a regular basis. It all went on my plate. And while that was obviously very stressful, it was also a huge growth season for me. And looking back now, I can see how it really helped me increase my capacity to gain confidence and show myself all the things that I really can handle. Um, but because of this, I kind of got forced into figuring out how to manage our home and keep things running when I was busy and squirrely and unmedicated and had a lot of personal stress going on. And so I feel like a lot of the things 
that worked for me during that season still work for us now. So it's proven to me how these systems and stuff that I'm sharing with you are really sustainable. They're easy to keep up with. They simplify things and lessen your stress. And so that's really where a huge piece of this came into play for me is just that I know how it feels to be so overwhelmed and feel like your brain is broken and feel like everything is on your plate and that you got to figure it out, but everything you try just doesn't work because it wasn't made for you. And that is so freaking hard and it's so lonely and stressful and frustrating and just all the negative feels, honestly. And so that's where a huge piece of this came in. Like everything else I share in this next section is obviously relevant too, but I don't know if I, if I wasn't forced into having to figure all of it out and not being allowed to take medication, I mean, you can technically do whatever you want, but I wasn't going to take medication while I was pregnant. Um, that specific medication anyway. And so being kind of quote forced into it, is really where a lot of this came from. Otherwise, who knows? I might have just stayed on Adderall the entire time because it was so much easier to figure things out and make things happen and have more of like a type A kind of brain work. So yeah, I just wanted to add this part in here before I get into the rest of the story. I hope you enjoy it. What's up, Buttercup? I'm here sharing my story with you today. Because if you are a questioner like me, if you haven't listened to that episode, it is episode 15. Um, Go figure out what kind of person you are when it comes to habits and expectations. But anyway, if you're a questioner like me, you probably are like, why do you feel like you are able to tell me how to work with my squirrely brain? Um, Because we question everything and we want answers and we want to understand data and connections and all kinds of things. Um, So anyway, I'm showing up today to share a little bit of my story about why I am sharing about holistic mental health and home management strategies and all this ADHD related stuff um, and just how it all kind of came about because it's a lot to navigate. And um, I know personally that the podcast I enjoy the most, it's because I have seen my story in that person's story. And so it gives me hope for changes that I can implement as well. So I want to share just quickly a little like bullet point version of where I was at, like what a regular day, week, month, whatever looked like. I don't want to sit there too long because I'm not really into like jabbing you in your pain points or anything, but I want to share a little bit of it just to show you like where things used to be and kind of where they are now. So previously I was running on iced coffee and stressed hormones like every single day, constantly felt like the day was just running me. Everything just felt chaotic and panicky and I was like always late and constantly losing things and constantly leaving messes everywhere. I'm not going to lie, I do still leave a lot of messes in a lot of places, but it has gotten better. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that's like kind of where I was before I finally got my ADHD diagnosis and started learning strategies that actually work for my brain instead of continuously trying to 
implement all of these systems and things that were created by type A super organized people and then feeling so frustrated and wondering why it wasn't working for me and why I couldn't just be consistent and feeling like my brain was broken and that I was just like a failure because I couldn't stick to this daily cleaning routine that this mom made but little did I know that she has a stick up her butt and she's been like that since she was like born came out of the womb clean and everything and it's not hard for her so I'm sorry I'm sorry if you're really good at cleaning not everyone who's cleaning has a stick up their butt but I just I feel like there is a huge difference between a type a kind of personality and what works for them when it comes to cleaning an organization and a type b personality and an ADHD personality so anyway Moving on, now most of the time, most of the time, we're not looking for perfection here. I am not awesome at everything all the time, like far from it. But most of the time, I am getting where I need to go on time, if not early, when there's like a deadline to it anyway. Um, I have space in my weeks to where I'm able to get all the things done that I want to get done. And there's balance between pushing myself to get things done and having grace for myself about things that don't necessarily need to be done. I have really learned how to go with my own personal flow. Um, and I mean that with like my actual flow, like my cycle and syncing up with my cycle, but also just with the ebbs and flows of energy that come with ADHD, right? Like we have moments where we're so inspired and impulsive and hyper-focused and like we want to go do all the things. And then we have days where we just feel like our energy is completely gone and our attention span is non-existent. Um, if you don't know, a lot of this does actually sync up with your cycle. I always thought it was just ADHD, but they're very interrelated for most people. But anyway, just figuring out those ebbs and flows and learning to be okay with it and not hate myself for it and just work with that. I also have a weekly, I call it a rhythm because it's definitely not a schedule, but I have times of days that are typically the same every day during the weeks. So I have a same window-ish of time when I'm getting ready for work. I have a similar window when I'm working. I have a similar window of transitioning back home and doing dinner and that kind of stuff. And then unwinding for the night or having some social time with our neighbors and stuff before that. And then on the weekends, pretty much every single Saturday morning, my daughter and I go grocery shopping. And I'm able to go and do that without being stressed out and frantic all over the place because of all these things that I've been doing. So anyway, um, that's a little bit about what things look like now versus how they used to look. And then I'm going to share a little bit about getting my late diagnosis and what that process was like um, and how I kind of realized that I had ADHD and realized why I didn't know it earlier. So essentially, I figured it out at the end of college. I was a special education teacher for the last six years. And before that, I was working in like before and after school care and like a paraprofessional. So I've been in the special ed world for a good 10 years now. And while I was in college, I was obviously learning about all of these neurodiversities. And the more I learned about ADHD, the more I saw it in myself. And, but one of the big things with ADHD is that 
a lot of I I don't know if it's officially in the DSM or if it's just that a lot of doctors believe this, but most people believe that you had to have it in childhood and that if it didn't show up in childhood and it's showing up when you're an adult, then it's not ADHD. But what happens is that A, sometimes something in our adult life triggers it. B, sometimes the level of responsibility that we have as an adult versus what we had as a kid is what makes it come out. And see, sometimes it's just the environment that we're in when we're a child versus when we're an adult. So for me growing up, I was in private school most of my schooling until 10th grade. And my private schools, their desks like lined the perimeter of the rooms and they had dividers and it was almost always silent or very, very quiet in our classroom. We were able to work at our own pace and we had like fun center things to do in the afternoon. And so all of that worked really, really well for my ADHD brain, which had it never really showing up. Also, ADHD looks so different in females than it does in males. And I was not bouncing off the walls. I was impulsive on occasion. Um, but for the most part, for me, it was being daydreamy and just unfocused. But I was smart and I was good at doing my work. And so when I was able to work at my own pace, I could get through my work really fast. And then I would sit there quietly at my desk creating an entire little world out of paper for an imaginary dog or decorating my desk or drawing or whatever. All of my hyperactivity was done in a very quiet way. So it was very socially acceptable. So nobody was looking at me and being like, we need to get this girl some help. I was getting my work done and I wasn't bothering anybody. And so no one ever recognized it. I did go to public school for like literally one semester in third grade. And the most vivid memories I have, like really some of my own only memories from that year are getting in trouble for things that are so ADHD behaviors that if I would have stayed in public school long enough, it might have eventually come up. But even then, like that long ago, I mean, I was 20 years ago now. God, that makes me sound so old and I'm not, but wow. Okay. Um, but that was literally 20 years ago when I was in third grade getting in trouble for these things. And so It just, we didn't have the same information that we do have now. But the things that I got in trouble for were um, playing with a necklace in my desk. Like it was just like a string with, I had like, I'm pretty sure it was a plastic surfboard. I got it at like the book fair or something. I don't know what, maybe someone gave it to me, but I was playing with the string. There was like, I don't know. I'm getting into details. Don't matter anymore. But anyway, I was playing with that and I got in trouble for that, but I was essentially just using a fidget. Like I wasn't bothering anybody. I wasn't being loud. My teacher was just an a-hole and didn't like that I was messing with something inside my desk. So she took it away. And then um, the other like super vivid memory, we had a substitute. She had purple hair, not like cool purple, like old lady purple. I mean, that's how I felt about it at the time. Now I probably would like the hair color, but (laughs) um, some kid like cut in front of me in line and like pushed me out of the way. And so I turned around and slapped him and I was the one who got in trouble and held back from class. I had to go to music late and it was because I was impulsive. And so I hit him because he ticked me off. So anyway, um, then when I got into high school, I struggled a lot, but I thought that it was just because of the transition from 
private school to everything that was going on in public school, like especially academically, I had a really hard time um, in my writing classes at first because I never really had to write papers in like MLA format and stuff. And um, it was a big change socially too to go from a tiny, tiny school with like one or two other people in your grade to hundreds of people in your grade. So it was just a lot. And um, I remember one day just feeling so frustrated by my brain because I was having to sit there and like have my fingers in my ears and I had my head down looking at my textbook and I had my hands like up right next to my eyes using them as like blinders to try to focus in on this boring ass textbook that I was rereading over and over and over again and feeling so frustrated. I also had headaches like constantly and now knowing myself I know it was totally because of all the fluorescent lighting. And so it's just like all these things that I, I just was not aware of at all. And then when I got into college, um, oh, in, in high school, I still had good grades. I had, I'm a pretty good test taker and I, I don't know, a lot of things come to me easily other than history that those were always a struggle for me, but I always had A's and B's. So that was another reason I was never on anyone else's radar. Anyway, fast forward to college and all of the added responsibilities then of classes and being in charge of my own schedule and partying and working a part-time job, all of those things really, really just compounded into being too much for me to handle. And I was feeling really frustrated by that. And instead of seeking help in a positive way, I just continued to ignore my responsibilities as much as possible, party with my friends, have a good time, and skim on by. And it worked out really well for me for a long time. I, um, Like I said, I'm pretty good when it comes to academics and taking tests and stuff. And so even in college, majority of my grades were still A's and B's. Like I had a great GPA. It was fine. I skipped classes a lot. And I, that kind of caught up with me toward the end of college because when you're going to school to be a teacher, your professors really like you to have good attendance because it's professional. And so when I wasn't showing up to classes or when I was showing up, but you could tell I was hungover and not actually there and not actively participating, uh, that bothered some teachers more than others. And one of my teachers really started tanking my grade slowly over time because of that, um, because of participation grades, which whatever. Anyway, so sorry, I keep saying anyway a lot. I guess that's like my natural transition word. I was about to say it again. Um, toward the end of college, one day I was on the verge of a panic attack in one of my, uh, like class buildings and I just started flipping out. I don't even remember like what triggered it. I think it was kind of just everything feeling like it was piling up at once and just really overwhelming. And I like found the nearest stairwell and like got out of the building as fast as I could and went to my car and I just left, but I was supposed to be going to class and it was the class of the teacher that was tanking my grade. And so I was like, well, crap, I'm going to have to do something about this. So I went and um, found our like university counseling and got connected with a counselor on campus. And after a few sessions, I don't remember if she's the one who brought up ADHD or if it was me, but we did a screener and 
realized that it was very likely that I did have ADHD and it made sense that that was why I was having all these struggles and that then it was bringing on anxiety because of these things that I was struggling through and how it was all really connected. And so I worked with her and she really helped me a lot. And then I took that screener to my primary care doctor and he also agreed that I likely had ADHD and I started Adderall. And starting Adderall was um, really pivotal for me because it made me realize that my brain was not broken like I thought it was. So many times, um, I didn't expect to start almost crying, sorry, but I've just spent so many years looking around at the people around me and wondering why the heck they could handle all these things because I know that I'm smart but I felt like I had to work so much harder than everybody else just to keep up. And it didn't make sense to me because like if I went toe to toe with anybody with anything, like when I was in my best self, like I, I don't know. I just felt like, I mean, we talk about not comparing ourselves to people, but like people just do. And if you like look at a bell curve or whatever, like I knew that I was toward the top of it, but I felt like I had to work so much harder than everybody else. It was like, there was like a layer between me and what I could accomplish. And I couldn't get past that. You know, it was like just this barrier. And so when I started taking Adderall, it was like that barrier kind of got lifted and it was like, holy sh, like this is so much easier. Like, oh my God, my poor brain and body has been working so hard for so long. And this is how easy it could be. Like, And it was just like, it was really exciting for me, but it was also really annoying because I was like, oh my God, imagine all the things that I could have done if I wouldn't have had this struggle this entire time. So I took Adderall on and off for about three years. Um, I pretty much only took it during my work week, occasionally on the weekends, Um, but I, it was really necessary for me when I was a special education teacher in order to manage all of the things that come with that position. And so in the spring of 2019, I found out I was pregnant and quit taking it um, immediately. And I have not been back on it since. And it's been very difficult at times, but it is encouraging me to continue digging deeper and finding holistic ways to support my brain and finding strategies that work for my brain when it's not medicated because I know that there are so many other adults who don't want to medicate either themselves or their children and I heard that so much when I was a special ed teacher they're like we want to help our kid but like I really don't want them on medication I really don't want them on stimulants and I can totally see why and I I had very deep mixed feelings about that for those kids because I know how hard they're struggling and I know they're trying harder than anybody else in that classroom and they're constantly being told that they're not trying hard enough but they're in reality trying harder than everybody else and I just part of me wants that freedom for them of like look there is an easier way but then the other part of me is like yeah it is really intense and there are other ways that we can work with our brain and so that is really the main reason why I have continued doing what I'm doing and sharing about all of it along the way because I know that there are so many people who want a different option and so if I can help with that 
in any way by continuing to be a guinea pig and documenting it along the way. Like, I'm so here for that. And I really, really hope that you find at least a couple of things through my experience that can help you that have helped me. Hey you, thank you so much for listening. I'm so happy to have been part of your day. If you love this episode, would you please consider sharing it on your Instagram stories and tagging me? This way I know what you're loving and what to make more of. I'll see you next week. Bye.